The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to BetterFantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet.io backslash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hello and welcome in. This is the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. It is 1-16. Joining me this evening is my co-host, Nicholas Olzak. And today's a very special day. Today is Nick's 19th birthday. Happy birthday, sir. How are we doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, just kind of kept uh, low on, on the DL on the birthday. Uh, had some family over, had some dinner, watching football. Nothing too exciting. Right on, right on. Yeah, we got the NFL playoffs in full swing. We just watched the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Almost brought it down to the wire there, but uh, still came up uh, short, short of a touchdown. Looked like the end of the game at midfield, but we're ready to dive into some hockey. Sounds like you've been having a pretty chill day, Nick, so let's uh, dive right into it. First up, we're going to talk about our just our Week 13 results, and then we're going to go into some start or sit questions for 117 Martin Luther Martin Luther King Day. Uh, if you're playing fantasy hockey, obviously you didn't see a lot of action today on 116. So we are going to be covering uh, the start or sits for tomorrow 117. There's going to be eight games on the books, so you're going to have a lot of options for your lineup. It's going to be unlikely that you're starting all your players with an empty bench. There's going to be some uh, some players left out. Uh, today we only had one game, so let's just jump right into that. We're going to go into some starter sit questions. Uh, first up, we've got uh, Crosby at Las Vegas, Couture with the Kings, with Los, uh, I'm sorry, Los Angeles, and Claude Giroux at the Islanders. Pick two to start, Nick, and one to keep on your bench. Um, probably to keep on my bench would definitely be probably Claude Giroux, honestly. The Flyers been in kind of a cold snap right now. They're on a pretty solid losing streak, to say the least. Logan Couture, on the other hand, he's still been putting up points, a couple off nights here and there, but he's still been pretty consistent so far this year. And then you got to go with Sidney Crosby this year. His playmaking ability has been unreal since uh, he's come back. Five goals and 20 assists on the year. Been electric for the Penguins, so yeah, give me uh, Crosby and Couture. I don't know. It's kind of tough for me. Couture hasn't really had the – or I'm sorry, you said you are taking Giroux? Uh, Couture. Oh, you're taking Couture. Okay, yeah. I, I agree with you then. For some reason in my head, I thought you were saying Giroux. Yeah, I take Couture and Crosby here as well. Couture and Giroux have been pretty similar across the past 30 days. He has four goals and one assist. Giroux has one goal and four assists. And Giroux is a minus one in the last 30 days. Couture is a you know zero. You know, he's, he's dead even. 
17 shots on goal for Couture, 15 for Drew across the past month. And they're both sitting somewhere between like 160 to you know 165 in total production, you know, ranking for fantasy. So those two are really even. Crosby's, you know, pretty much your your must start here. But you know, at the same time, I feel like Crosby's, you know, it's kind of taking a dip in the scoring, at least. You know, across the past month, he only has about 19 shots on goal, and he has one goal and seven assists. He ranks number 59 in total fantasy production. Do you see him having a nice um, like uptick here anytime soon? You think he's going to f- start finding the back of the net? Five goals in 25 games so far this season. Yeah, and uh, it's nothing wrong with him uh, still getting points. He's making plays as a playmaker, not as really much as a goal scorer. But I do mm-hmm. see his goal scoring picking up, especially as we inch closer and close off, closer to the playoffs. You're probably going to see a difference in Crosby as we get closer to that point. Because we all know playoff hockey is a different game of hockey. And so the process of getting ready for that can take a little longer in the season. But I think come towards the end of the season, he's going to pick it up. Fair enough, fair enough. And who would you rather have season long for the rest of the year? Couture or Claude Giroux? Um, As of right now, I'd probably have to go Logan Couture. The Flyers right now, they're just unable to pull out those wins. They're letting up a lot of goals. And uh, it's showing on Giroux's stats. We have a couple games here looking at his stats. He got a minus two. Minus one, mm-hmm. a couple plus ones here and there, but he's really dead even on plus minus. But then on Couture, you have an San Jose team that's really turned it around this year, making themselves into uh, competitive contenders in the Pacific. So yeah, I would go Couture because because of uh, the sole purpose that his team's doing better, and when his team's doing better, he's more likely to see a lot more production. I agree. I agree. They're very close, Claude Giroux and Couture, over the uh, course of the season. Giroux. I don't have his total games. Couture has played 35 total games, and he has uh, 30. Couture has 35 games and 30 points. So he's nearly a point-per-game player. But the big difference for me season long is the plus-minus. Claude Giroux is a minus 7, and Couture is a plus 5. Uh, Giroux has 89 shots on goal, and Couture has 86. So the scoring is pretty even. Uh, Claude Giroux ha- does have 29 points. I just don't have up his total amount of uh, games uh, from the season because I know he has missed some time. But I agree with you. Give me... Um, Give me Couture there for the rest of the season. I think he does have a little bit more value. 100%. All right, so that was the center position. Let's shift over to uh, right wing. At right wing for tomorrow, a 117, we're looking at Ivan Barbashev with the St. Louis Blues. They're hosting the Nashville Predators. Or Timo Meyer of the San Jose Sharks uh, hosting, oh, who do they have? Uh, the Kings as well as, as Couture tomorrow. And then we have Tyler Batuzzi of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Traveling to Buffalo, taking on the Sabres. So pick two and sit one here, Nick. Who, who you got? Um, for one, I'm going to take uh, Tyler Bertuzzi for tomorrow's game. They got a noon game against the Buffalo Sabres, and I think that's a very, very uh, favorable opponent for him to be able to produce against. And as of late, he's really been heating up. Um, I have him personally in fantasy, and I have been hyping him up. As of late, his ice time is up. His point production's up. Overall, playing some pretty solid hockey with the Red Wings. A plus 13. And 81 shots on goal, so he's contributing mm-hmm. on that front. But then between Barbashev and Timo Meyer, I'm probably going to have to go with Timo Meyer. Um, he's also getting a lot of production. He's ranked 16 in all of fantasy hockey. He actually has 140 shots on goal this year, so he is shooting the puck a lot. A lot of the games you're seeing, he's getting between at least two to six shots a game, so I think that's a really big thing. And when you shoot the puck, you're obviously going to have some chances to score some more goals. And, uh, well, his last couple games, he hasn't scored a lot of goals. His ice time is going up as he went from playing 17 minutes a game, going up to 19, 20, even almost 23 minutes in some contests. So yeah, I would go Timo Meyer, and the Sharks team is also doing pretty solid. They lost their last two games, 
But before that, they were on a three-game winning streak, and I see tomorrow's contest against the Kings being a close one and him being a contributor to that. Yeah, I, I really like that matchup, and I agree with everything you said there. Like Timo Meyer, absolutely the, the home run pick here. The 140 shots on goal obviously builds it up a lot of consistency for him. He's also a plus 11 on the season. Bertuzzi, a plus 13, 81 shots on goal. Bertuzzi's having a great season so far. Uh, 31 points in 31 games. That's a nice little uptick for him across his career. And if you look at the last 30 days for both Meyer and Bertuzzi, excuse me, they're hitting at a much higher rate than Barbashev. Barbashev rates number 67 in total fantasy point production across the last 30 days. Meyer, on the other hand, at number 37. Bertuzzi at number 19. So those two are putting up very good production. Barbashev having a very good season. And when you're looking at the you know the recent numbers for him, you're like, man, like how am I going to keep him out of my lineup? You know, it's it's going to be a tough day tomorrow with all these games. He could be a guy that's uh, you know outside looking in you know to your lineup. And you know that recent uh, trend of him going down a little bit, you know, you just definitely take that into consideration. Um, he does have an assist in each of his last two games, but he has sprinkled in some games where he's finished, you know, you know, a negative minus one, minus one. Um, yeah, he's hit minus one three out of his last five starts. So just something to take into consideration there. Mm -hmm. And one thing I'd like to point out with Barbashev, too, is uh, if you are going to put him in your lineup, he actually is one of the more flexible players in fantasy as he does play all three forward positions. And that's really hard to come by in a lot of players. So just kind of something to point out and uh, for you to think about as you're getting your lineup set for tomorrow. Sounds good. Very, very good advice there. If you have that extra slot maybe, or maybe even a utility or a flex beyond um, a full roster, he may be that guy. Um, you know, constantly picking up trending players, you're probably going to have somebody that's hitting at a higher click uh, the past 30 days. All right, next up at the left wing position, uh, we have Jake uh, Gensel of the Penguins traveling to Las Vegas, taking on uh, the Golden Knights. And then we have Matt Duchesne of the Nashville Predators traveling to St. Louis to take on the Blues and Andre uh, Burakovsky of the Colorado Avalanche with hosting the Minnesota Wild with the Minnesota Wild. So Getzel, Duchesne, and Burakovsky, where are you at with this one, Nick? This is actually a really hard one. Um, a lot of very, very talented hockey players here, and it's hard to pick two. But for my one, I'm going to have to go with Burakovsky. This Colorado Avalanche team just been electric this year, playing some of the best hockey we've seen in the offensive and defensive zone of the ice. And Burakovsky has been a big part of that. Last three games, he's tallied, I believe, yeah, five points for two goals and three assists. And uh, he's been hot, too. Uh, and it just shows what happens when you play with guys around you that are also hot. Guys like Kadri, McKinnon, Ranton, Landeskog, like playing around those guys. A guy like Burakovsky is going to be able to produce. And so, yeah, I would go with him tomorrow. And they, it is going to be a tough matchup. They are playing a pretty solid Minnesota Wild team. So I think it'll be an even game and then he'll contribute to that. Um, my other pick, I, this one, another tough one, because uh, you have Matthew Shane, who's been very consistent for the most part in terms of uh, always being on the positive end, um, getting a lot of production. But uh, I got to go Jake Getzel on this one. Uh, 19 goals, 18 assists on the year, ranked 35 in all of fantasy. Um, playing on that top line with Sidney Crosby, who we mentioned earlier, and Evan Rodriguez, I think uh, it's going to be a pretty solid matchup because they also have a hard game tomorrow in the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And so I think that he will also be a big contributor to a close game tomorrow night. Okay, I'm going to go a little oppo on this one. I do agree with the, the Jake Gensel start. He's had an amazing season, 19 goals. 18 assists, plus 5, 109 shots on goal. And across the last 30 days, he ranks number 55 in total fantasy point production with 4 goals, 6 assists. He's plus 5 and 18 shots on goal during that spread. Uh, through 31 games, he has just under 40, uh, 40 points, so he's been hitting at a high click. 
um, really providing you know a lot of scoring for them. We had talked about Crosby earlier, only five goals in 25 games. Gensel's been really uh, clicking on the scoreboard as far as goals are concerned. And then I'm going to go Duchesne. And that's just because I feel like he provides just a little bit more upside with the shots on goal. If you look at uh, Burakovsky season long, he only has about 64 to Duchesne's 98. So there's a little bit more upside there. The only drawback with Duchesne, you know, he's a minus three on the season. Burakovsky's a plus seven. Um, and I believe Duchesne across the last 30 days is still a minus three. Burakovsky's a plus eight. But I'm just banking on Duchesne having a little bit more upside, and he's probably going to find the back of the net. In the last three games, he has three goals, no assists. So I'm betting that he's going to find the back of the net. I love the matchup at St. Louis. Uh, Bennington's not coming off a strong start. If anyone's going to know that, I'm going to know that. Always <laughs> crashing the Jordan Bennington party. Uh, I believe he let up five goals on 46 shots the other night. Um, Says that he's expected to start. If that's going to be the case, I mean, I, I don't think that's the best suggestion for the Blues. I think that they should probably get maybe Vallejo in there, uh, or maybe oh, my boy Charlie Lindgren. Just just coming off of a really tiring game where he saw a lot of action. Um, obviously, he's just the expected guy. You got to wait for the lineups to come in. But I do like that matchup up against uh, the Blues. I think there will be a little bit more scoring there. And with Burakovsky going up against the Wild, I see more of a grinded out, slower action. Probably going to go the under five and a half goals. I just see a little bit less upside for Burakovsky there. So I'm going to go Duchesne and Getzel. All right, let's move down to the defense position. Uh, the rankings I'm going to provide here are just for all defensemen. It's not across all forwards and defensemen. Uh, so first up, Nick, we've got Shane Ghostis Fair of the um, uh, Arizona Coyotes taking on the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, we have Moritz Sider of the Detroit Red Wings traveling to the Buffalo, um, um, sorry, <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. And then we have uh, Eric Johnson of the Colorado Avalanche hosting the Minnesota Wild, another matchup in that game as well. Uh, where are you going here, bud? Um, as of right now, I think uh, Moritz Sider is a lock on this one. You know, three goals, 21 assists, ranked 86 in all of fantasy. Getting a lot of ice time logging between 21 and almost 25 minutes a game on some nights. Been playing some pretty solid hockey. Playmaking ability's been there. Shots on goal has been there. Blocks have been there. He's just been there all around, and so I would go with him. This other one is really tough because then you have Eric Johnson and you have Shane Gossespierre, and so I'm honestly going to go Gossespierre. I think. This Arizona team leans on him a lot, and because we looking at some of his numbers, like uh, January fourteenth against Colorado, he logged twenty eight minutes, and you don't really see that out of a lot of defensemen unless you're like one of the best defensemen in the league. But Arizona, they're running him like he's their best defenseman, and they also have a decent matchup as they're uh, playing the Montreal Canadiens at home tomorrow. And so yeah, give me Cider and Gossespierre because I don't think Gossespierre's matchup's going to be as bad as uh, the last couple games where they've had to play Colorado, Toronto, Nashville. And so, yeah, give me Gossespierre and Cider. I hear you. I hear you. This, this matchup's actually really close. So if you look at the last 30 days, uh, Gossespierre, defenseman number 22 in total fantasy points. Cider, number 20 in total fantasy points across the last 30 days. And Eric Johnson, number 26. It's really tough for me to sit Johnson. He's a plus 20 on the season. All these guys get roughly around the same amount of shots on net. Goss fair, 75 on the season. Cider, 76. Johnson, 69. It's just that Johnson has just that little bit less of upside on the offense. He only has five goals and 10 assists, but four of those points have come in the last 30 days. So this one is tying me up pretty tight as well. I'm also going to go with Ghost is Fair and Cider. Cider, like you said, he's kind of the home run pick here. He's having an amazing rookie season. He has 65 points across the last 30 days. Ghost is Fair, 60, and Johnson, 57. Again, very close here, but I agree with you, Nick. I'm going to go with Ghost is Fair and Cider to close this one out. 
I think they're both going to have pretty good games. Johnson does have that matchup up against Minnesota. And like I said, I do think that's going to be a close game. You know, if he winds up being on the ice, you know, gets that minus one, it's not a common uh, situation for him. Like I said, he's a plus 20 on the season, but I don't know in a game where I don't expect a lot of offense and a player that just doesn't put up a lot of offense in general, you know, what to really expect from him with, you know, high confidence or a lot of um, uh, belief. All right, let's shift over to the goaltenders. These are expected starts. Uh, so we have Jonathan Quick of the Los Angeles Kings. It looks like he's going to be taking on the San Jose Sharks on the road tomorrow. Of course, if he's out, you're looking at Cal Peterson. But again, Quick is the expected starter. And then you have the Islanders taking on the Flyers. They are traveling to Philly. You're going to have what's expected is Ilya Sorokin, but we still have Varlamov there. You know, you're going to want to wait and find out you know, the, who the actual starter is. But Sorokin is expected. And then our third option, same game. We got Carter Hart of the Flyers or Martin Jones at the Islanders. Uh, again, Carter Hart is the expected starter, but you could sh see a shift there. So let's go in with the expected starters. And then, of course, we'll kind of sprinkle in you know, the backup guys and you know, see what we think about them. All right, so Jonathan Quick, first up, uh, he's going to be taking on the uh, San Jose Sharks. Like I said, Carter Hart, Islanders, and Sorokin uh, Flyers. Pick two, Nick. Um, I like Jonathan Quick for one on this one. The, a veteran goaltender that's really, really stepped up this year. You know, 11 wins so far, 2.3 HEAA and a 921 save percentage, who has won his last three starts. And uh, he's just been, uh, yeah, stopping everything that's been coming at him. Really stepped up for the LA Kings team. Very profitable in fantasy. You know, even when he is letting up, up like three goals on some nights, he's still finishing in the positive. And against San Jose, I think it'll be one of those grinded-out games tomorrow. I don't think it'll be high-scoring. I think you do lean towards the under tomorrow night. So, yeah, I would go Jonathan Quick. And then I would also go with uh, Ilya Sorokin, too. Sorokin having a fantastic sophomore season. Nine wins under his belt with a 2.43 goals against average and a 9.25 save percentage. And, yeah, he's been uh, pretty solid all year. Been a lock for the Islanders. Going to be their starter for the future. And, uh, yeah, he's been very solid um, in his last few games. So, yeah, give me Sorokin and give me Quick. I agree. I agree. If for some reason you're holding both Hart and Jones, I would start Jones if he were to get the start. Carter Hart, only 20 fantasy points across the last 30 days, zero wins, 15 goals against. On the season, he ranks number 20, and that's where these guys have pretty even value. So like Sorokin, number 16 on the season. Quick, number 15 on the season. So Hart's in there with like the season-long production, but if you look at the last 30 days, it's just not there. You know, he ranks number 48 for goaltending stats across the last 30. For Sorokin, you're looking at uh, number 30, and for Quick, you're looking at number 27. So they've all kind of taken a drawback a bit uh, in their box score totals, but you also have to keep in mind that each one of these guys, Quick, Hart, and Sorokin, they're splitting time in that. You know, Quick with Peterson, like we said, Hart with Jones, and Sorokin with Varlamov. So these aren't necessarily like their 1A guys, so I agree with you. Go with Quick for sure. He has 37 uh, fantasy points across the last 30 days. Like I said, number 27 in production across that stretch. And I like Sorokin as well. He's been on a nice nice little run here. Only seven goals against uh, uh, in the last 30 days with a couple of wins. So I, I do like that upside. And I do like the Islanders to take care of business. Uh, Carter Hart should be solid season long. Uh, but between these three, uh, he is the odd man out. It sounds like for both Nick and I. All right, next up, we are going to jump into some buy-low players, some guys that have been trending across the last 30 days with mid-tier ownership rates. You know, most likely not on your waivers, maybe in a very like short league, like 18 or 8 team league, they could be on the waiver wire, but most likely these players are going to be owned and they're going to be some nice buy options for you. But before we jump into that topic, let's hit a quick word from the sponsors. 
Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and of course, college football. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Check out the bet $5 to win 400 in free bets. Also, you can win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in Los Angeles. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. You can't beat it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Okay, and we're back. We are looking at some buy low players uh, in fantasy hockey. Uh, some guys that have been trending in the last 30 days, maybe a little bit higher than their season-long total. So first up, Nick, we've got Cam Atkinson. He's only 63% rostered on Yahoo platforms, plus two in the last day. Season-long, he ranks number 48 on the season in total offense for forwards and defense. But in the last 30 days, he's moved up uh, eight spots. He's at number 40. Is he a buy candidate for you, and what do you think you might be able to offer for him? Um, yeah, I think he is a buy candidate right now. I think uh, while the Flyers, are, their production is really not there in terms of the win column, he's there mm -hmm. as a fantasy player. And at the end of the day, when you're looking at those players like that, that's what matters. You're looking down the stretch. He's got seven, nine, seven, seven, seventeen, and he had a rough night against the Rangers on a uh, Saturday night. But uh, no, I think he's going to be a really good option playing on the first line with uh, Claude Giroux and Joel Farabee, and mm -hmm. uh, playing on the first or sorry second power play unit with Kevin Hayes and Morgan Frost. So he is getting those looks. He is getting that ice time. And so yeah, I think he is a buy candidate. The only thing that would steer me away from him would probably be some of his uh, plus-minus, again, that comes with playing on a team that's not doing so hot. Um, looking at some of the games, yeah, he had like a plus, or sorry, minus three against the San Jose Sharks in the eighth, minus one here and there. And so this plus-minus has been all over the place. But yeah, right now I would say uh, he's a solid buy candidate. And in terms of a return, um, I would probably say maybe a guy like uh, maybe a Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, mm. and if you give up a guy like him, uh, you might be able to get something else back with Atkinson. And so, yeah, mm. I think, uh, yeah, Atkinson's a buy candidate all day. Okay. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like Tyler Bertuzzi. I think, I feel like I want to hold Tyler Bertuzzi. What do you, what do you think about like a Riley Smith or a Matt Zuccarello? I feel a little bit more comfortable, um, offering those guys up. Yeah, I would think, uh, I think Zuccarello, uh, I think his value is also a little high, but I do like a guy like Riley Smith again, a guy who is uh, on and off the waiver wire, but uh, a guy I think would actually be, now that I think of it, would be a guy like uh, Chandler Stevenson. He's okay. been pretty, pretty solid for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They rank about the same in fantasy, and right. I think that would be a pretty solid uh, even deal if you get that done. 
And then on Stevenson's upside, he does play center and left wing, while Atkinson mm-hmm. only plays right wing. Okay, so I, I do like the, the Stevenson value there. I, I would like that swap. I mean, obviously, I'd be in favor of getting back Atkinson, uh, but I do like that swap there. What about uh, like Sam Reinhart or, I don't know, I was going to say Jesper Pratt. He's on the IR right now. I don't know if that's going to be doable, but I feel like I want to hold uh, Brad as well for the Devils. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, uh, yeah, I think that would be a good move. Um, pretty even right there. I was going to say, um, who was the other guy I was thinking of? Uh, blah, 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 blah. No, but yeah, I think you're probably looking at a middle six uh, player. And I think, yeah, mm-hmm. he's someone that you buy all day. Okay, sounds good. We both agree there. Mm-hmm. Next buy option we're looking at is Victor Arvinson of the Los Angeles Kings. He is 39% rostered, so that click, you know, you might be able to get that off of your waivers. But let's say that he's owned, you know, he's he's been performing pretty well across the last 30 days. He ranks number 45 in total fantasy production. Across the season, he ranks number 61. So an- another nice little uptick here. Is this someone that you're ready to buy in on? Um, recently, he did have a big game. I believe it was on the first of this year. Two goals, two assists. That was about 31 points. Since then... 11 points. These numbers are all viable for me. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is definitely a solid buy candidate. Um, he's playing on the second line with Philip Deneau and Trevor Moore, playing on the first power play with Kempe and Kopitar. So he's getting the ice time, getting the looks, which is uh, what we really like over here. Um, plus mm-hmm. minus has been fair as of late. Um, he's been a plus in his last four games, which is huge. Shots on goal, he's been doing... Very solid in that department. Seeing uh, the last few games, five, five, four, three, and uh, yeah, the return with him being only thirty nine percent roster, you could get a very uh, cheap deal for him. And uh, I could see maybe someone like a. Uh, it might be a little high, but maybe like a Sam Bennett. Maybe okay. I think that would be a pretty solid deal, or maybe like a guy like uh, Carter Verhage would be mm-hmm. another one that would work well with that. But yeah, as of right now, he's another guy that I think is a solid buy candidate. So I, I would disagree with the Sam Bennett. He's just on a tear right now. I feel like, you know, he's a hold. And I feel like, you know, Florida Panthers that are just producing right now, you just got to, you know, hold them tight. Um, Anton Lundell, who we mentioned in our last episode last week, Sam Bennett, he's on fire. He's got four goals on his last two games, plus two assists in that stretch. And the start before that, he had two goals. So uh, in his last three, three out of his last four starts, he has goals. And across that stretch, he has a total of six. So, I mean, he, he's on a nice little tear right now. I was thinking more maybe along the lines of like uh, Barbashev, who we had already mentioned in the show, maybe uh, Josh Norris, um, Drake uh, Drake Batherson of Ottawa as well, uh, Mikel Granlund. You know, some of these names that are just kind of like mid-tier as well, mid-tier ownership. You, you might be able to get somebody to sing a song for him. You know, obviously he's he has that up uptick in production, so you know his owner. You know, they may want a little bit of something, but my bet is they probably picked him up off of waiver wires and you know they may not be that attached to Victor Arvidsson. So I would definitely come in with a buy low deal. Like I said, I like, um, who are the guys I named? Uh, Josh Norris, uh, Drake Batherson, excuse me, and Mikel Granlin. I, I really like those options. Or maybe even your boy, Matt Roy, who's you know actually been pretty consistent recently. Mm. He's got 5.9, 5.7, 5.6, 9.9 points in his last five games. He's been pretty solid, or excuse me, four games. Been mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, and I also think maybe uh, Jesse Pogliarvi could be another one that could okay. uh, get this deal done, as well as maybe a guy like uh, Marcus Foligno. Okay, yeah, I, I like those as well. I like those as well. But again, Ardvitson, he could be a guy that's on your waiver wire, so look out for the look out for him there as well. 
All right, next up, we've got Dylan Larkin of the Detroit Red Wings. He is 78% owned on Yahoo platforms, which seems kind of silly. I feel like he should be like at 90% just based on the, the name brand of, of Larkin in Detroit. Um, 15.6, 7.2 points in his last two starts. Had zeros, or sorry, zero and a 0 0.8 the two starts before that. 18.5, 7.8 the game before that. Across the season, he ranks number 49 in total fantasy production. And in the last 30 days, he is up eight spots at number 41. Are you buying or selling some Dylan Larkin, Nick? Personally, on my fantasy team, I actually had him myself, and he was actually a sell candidate. Um, okay. I was looking for someone a little bit more uh, with a little bit more consistency, pulled mm -hmm. off a deal, um, ended up getting – that was the big deal I got where I got Devontae, Patrick Kane, Chandler mm -hmm. Stevenson, and Larkin okay. was a big piece in that. And so I think uh, you can still get a high return. Again, uh, going back to maybe like a guy like uh, Sam Bennett would be in there. I think that mm -hmm. would be a pretty solid deal if you were to get that done. But, um, yeah, I would sell him right now. Just I don't see the consistency there. And I think the name brand still gives him a lot of value to where you can still get something back. Okay, so let's look at some buy candidates for him. Because I, I kind of agree as well. Like the production isn't overwhelmingly um, overwhelmingly to like say, Hey, I got to go out there and make a deal. Right. So mm -hmm. let's look at some, maybe some buys for him. Would you maybe look at like Yegeni Kuznetsov of the Washington Capitals? Um, let's see who else, Evan Rodriguez, maybe of, of Pittsburgh. These guys are hitting a little bit of a higher rate, but again, Larkin does have a name brand. Maybe you can package something in for him there. You know, guys that are playing behind him in production. I like, uh, Tavo Teravainen. I like Sam Bennett, who you mentioned, but that wouldn't be really tough. Um, Sheshkinov of Carolina. I would really like that one. I don't think you could pull off Patrick Kane. He's surging right now, but he technically does have less production across the entire season. But I just, I just don't see anyone doing a deal like that. Um, Andre Shpilat, that's that's one that I would really like. I'd, I'd really like mm -hmm. to grab Andre Shpilat. Yeah, I think those all sound really good. Um, I do like Evan Rodriguez for sure. I think uh, Thomas Hurdle would be another really good one with the uh, San Jose Sharks right around mm -hmm. the same rank as him. So I think you might be able to get that one done. Joe Pavelski, another guy still fills that same position. Granted, he is starting to pick it up right now. But uh, again, Larkin has that name brand, and he has a lot of value that he brings with that. So I could see either of those guys going. Maybe even if you want to stretch it, maybe trying to get a guy like Jordan Cairo on the St. Louis Blues. Granted, you okay. might have to give up another piece, but I think Cairo would be a solid position uh, positional player because he is a guy that can play all three mm -hmm. positions on the ice. And he's a guy that can put the puck in the back of the net. So yeah, I would just use his name and try and sell him high 100%. I also like Jason Robertson as well. Um, he missed his last game and the game before that he had a real burner. He was minus two. I took a prop on him in that game to hit uh, three shots on goal. He had hit it in three straight games and they had just played Florida. And when they had played for Florida like four games ago, he put up like six shots on goal. Uh, I was I was pulling my hair out in that game. They lost seven to one. <laughs> it was over before it started. Uh, and then he missed the next game with a lower body injury. It doesn't sound like it's going to be um, anything serious. You know, he's day to day. So I think Jason Robin Jason Robertson should be added into that mix as well. Uh, that would probably be my favorite pick. He's he's been hitting for me at a high pace, and I've really been uh, been enjoying his production. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right, next one up here is also kind of like, you know, are we buying, are we selling, what are we doing? Uh, Ryan Hartman, our guy, uh, we've been just banging his drum all season long, especially with the hot start on the season. He ranks number 21 in total fantasy production. How far do you think he's fallen in the last 30 days, Nick? Um, it's, a, I, it's a big fall. How many? It's a, it's a big fall for sure. So I think he is a sell candidate. But I think you also, one of the things that will help with his value 
is his early mm-hmm. production because I think uh, a lot of teams, when uh, they're looking at deals, the first thing that they look at is like, okay, where is this player ranked? And so they compare rankings, and his ranking is still fairly high. So I think that brings a lot of value to him. And he also has mm-hmm. a lot of value because he's playing on a line with uh, Kirill Kaprizov and uh, Matt Zuccarello. But uh, a return for a guy like Ryan Hartman, I would like a guy maybe like a uh, like a Tavo Teravine, and maybe I think that would be a solid okay. return. Um, Sam Reinhart would, might be another one. Um, but yeah, I think he's a sell candidate, and one of the things you got to use in that uh, is just uh, the guys he plays with and uh, the value he brought earlier in the season. And I would even right. throw in, yeah, Jesper Bratt in that mix. I think... Uh, that would be a pretty solid deal considering Brad's production on the Devils combined with uh, Hartman's playing time and shots on goal. I think that would be mm-hmm. a good deal. Before I give my take, wh- wh- how many spots do you think he's fallen in the last 30 days? Like I said, he's number 21 on the season. Across the last 30 days, what do you think his ranking is? What number? Um, it's, it's a big fall. It's got to be in the 60s. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, but about 94. Wow. That's very close. That's very close. That's a very good guess, man. Your, your birthday, uh, balling over here. You got the birthday <laughs> vibes hitting on the numbers. You gotta get to the lottery after this. He is number 93 across the last 30 days. I'm actually buying. And you had mentioned, uh, my point, you know, in, in your take there was he plays on the top line. He plays with Kaprizov. He plays with Matt Zuccarello. He's going to constantly be getting playing time. He's just gone into a little bit of a dip. And maybe right now I can make a buy low offer where I can really attack his value. So that's a huge die for me. But if you look at the recent production, it's not that bad. You know, in the last game, he had 20 fantasy points, a goal and assist, plus three, three shots on goal, two blocks. These are very normal stats for him, at least for this season anyways. Uh, the game before that, a plus two, two shots on goal and a block six fantasy points game before that he had a little dip 3.6 fantasy points but he brought the shots on net four shots he also had 26 minutes of ice time that game the game uh, before that uh, that i'd mentioned where he had uh, plus two 27 minutes so there's a lot of playing time for a first line center here like these minutes are matt doomba minutes you know what i mean like what what's going on here uh, it looks like he had just been missing some um, some action. You know, like when I say these numbers across the last 30 days, it's from their total production. If they don't play games, then they don't get production, right? So he's had one, two, three, four, five games postponed since December 30th. Uh, sorry, December 23rd, uh, since before Christmas. So I, I want to buy low on him. Just looking at my own team, just looking at like my own options, I would try to offer up maybe like, uh, a, a Logan Couture or even a Claude Giroux, some names that we brought up earlier in the show. Do you think I could pull off Anders Lee for him? Um, yeah, I think you could pull off Anders Lee for him. I think there's a lot of upside to both of those guys. And uh, yeah, I think that would probably work. But um, uh, yeah, I think if I were to probably give him up, I would probably have to give up uh, probably, I would l- probably say maybe Palat would be one that I would throw in the mix if I were to uh, give him up. But yeah, mm-hmm. outside of that, he doesn't fit the mold of my team personally. So that I think that also adds to my side of wanting to sell him. Because that's what I think about is all the players. Like, right. okay, if I was to get this guy for my team, where would I want to put him? Or would I have a spot for him? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, for me, he's just not there. And then if I were maybe to get him, a guy that I would maybe toss in would maybe, a lot of maybes, would be Chandler Stevenson, like we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. He's also a guy that's been playing a lot of line one ice time. He's been kind of uh, on and off-ish like uh, Hartman. So, yeah, I think if I were to get a deal done, he would have to be the guy. 
right? You, there's not going to be a way for you to make a trade for him where you're getting value back with season long value. So, I mean, he is in points. He's ahead of David Pasternak. He's he's ahead of Mika Zabanajat. I mean, it's one spot, all mind you. It's, mm. it's one point, but these are names that he's outproducing season long. Um, Nathan McKinnon, Jake Gensel, who we who we mentioned on the show, uh, John Tavares, Matthew Tuchuk, Patrice Bergeron. These are all very good hockey players, like guys that you're drafting in like the first couple of rounds of your fantasy draft. So these are not names that you can give up for them. You want to look for you know some guys that are trending across the last thirty days, but aren't at that ownership rate of these elite players. That's not what something that we want to get caught up in. But because he has taken a dip, uh, a, a huge dip, like we said, what is that? 72 spots in ranking across the last month there's got to be some value to make up there and get him on your team so i think he's a very uh viable candidate based on that recent production all right last up here we have linus allmark of the boston bruins linus man he's been killing it he is number eight for goaltending stats across the last 30 days in total fantasy production but tuka rask is back what do you think about this goaltending situation in, in Boston? I mean, right now, Linus is on a tear. One, two, three, four, five, six straight wins and six straight starts. Across that, he has let up three goals, one, two, three, four times. But every time, he's still come home with the win. And across that same stretch of games, even when he hasn't played, Boston's only lost one game. I feel like no matter where you're, you're at with goaltending, Linus Allmark has to be owned, and if not that, targeted in fantasy. 78% rostered, plus 6% across the last day. Uh, buying or selling, Nick, what do you think? You know, it's hard to sell at all, but I definitely have to buy on Linus Allmark at the moment. Because granted, Tuka Rask only played one game. We don't know what he would be like down the stretch. We don't know the future of the Bruins goaltending. We could see a guy like Allmark get dealt to the deadline to another team. But as of right Ooh. now, he, he, uh, he doesn't give you a reason not to buy him. So, yeah, I would buy him right now, and uh, return-wise, you know, he is hot. I would be willing to give up a guy like maybe uh, Freddie Anderson, who has been taking okay. kind of a dip. I personally own him in fantasy, and he's been kind of falling off a little bit from his beginning of the season production, but still a mm -hmm. solid goalie and uh, two solid teams in the mix right now there. So, yeah, I could see uh, a deal done getting for those two if you choose to buy Olmark. I like the Anderson move as well. I also like Darcy Kemper. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, he's playing in front of a really good Colorado team, but he's not pitching the best numbers that uh, mm. you would expect out of a goalie. Like uh, when we saw Philip Grubauer there, he was pitching really good numbers. Vezina finalist. We obviously see what uh, happened to Philip Grubauer after he left Colorado. But mm. uh, no, with um, Kemper, I think that's a good option just because just the firepower that they have in Colorado uh, right. that they put in front of the goalie. Kale McCarr, Devon Tays, Eric Johnson, mm -hmm. uh, McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog, Burkowski, Kadri. Like, uh, they produce a solid team in front of them. And so, yeah, I think a deal like that, Kemp, uh, Kemper for Olmark, would be pretty solid. Yeah, I agree. I, the the Kemper one I like a lot. He still also has four wins in his last six starts. So he like he's playing well enough to, where you might be able to be like, all right, yeah, like there's some even value here, or at least even perceived value. I would assume that the public uh, value on uh, Linus is down a little bit, obviously just because Rask is back and the Bruins are having so much success. But you know, when others are going left, I want to go right. You know, I don't want to necessarily just keep you know making the easy plays. Sometimes you really got to dig. Uh, I also like Jordan Bennington and. Do -do 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 -do. Yeah, and no, not Markstrom. I can't can't do Markstrom. So yeah, I, I would also add Jordan Bennington into that one. You know, you guys have been hearing me say all the time. I, I feel like he's going to have a second half fade. Had a good start to the season, but I don't think he's going to finish that way. 
All right, so let's see. We are, we're still good on time, so we're going to head to a quick break here, and then when we come back, we're going to jump into some grades from our first episode with SGPN, where we uh, went through some buy and sell players. We're going to be grading those picks. Um, those players, or those picks were released on the third of this month, so we're going to be looking at their production since then. So let's hit a quick word from the boys, and we'll be right back. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. This episode is brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. Brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. Slick app and fun to use. Very easy. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com backslash SGPN. Okay, and we're back. So first up here, we have Jack Hughes of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, had a great run uh, prior to our conversation on him. He has taken a little bit of a dip. Um, so since we dropped our episode. He only has one goal and three assists. And in his last two games, he really has no production other than shots on goal. I went with a B minus Nick. Do you think that uh, he is still a buy candidate or are you ready to maybe flip flop on uh, Jack Hughes? Um, I'm ready to flip flop on him. I'm not a hundred percent sure off the top of my head what I'd want to do for return exactly. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, in terms of my grade, I'm right around uh, where you're at. I'm with a uh, C plus. He had okay. one hot game. And uh, I don't think one hot game is enough to make up for uh, all the time that we covered since the last time we talked about him. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the C+. Plus, but, and uh, he is still getting a lot of ice time on that New Jersey line one, line, and mm -hmm. lines one and two, and on the power play. So, uh, yeah, he, there still is some upside in. But, yeah, I'm sticking with the uh, C+. Plus. I still like him season long. Like I want to hold him or try to get a buy offer in for him uh, just because I love that line. Uh, Sarangovich, Jack Hughes, Thomas Tatar. I'm a big Thomas Tatar guy. Uh, I really like the offense that they can provide. Those top two lines have been clicking at a high rate. I don't know where Pratt's going to fill back in. I feel like he's going to go up to the top line with Heischer and uh, Jimmy Vesey. Um, but I, I really love Sarangovich, Hughes, and Tatar. I think they're a great combo. To me, it's matchup oriented. You know, in his last game, he didn't have a good showing up against the Islanders. I think that was matchup oriented. You know, when you're looking at teams like uh, let's see, like Boston, not gonna probably not gonna be a great fit. Uh, going up against DC may not be a great fit. Next couple of games, he's got Arizona, or Toronto, Arizona, Carolina, and LA. You like the LA game? You like the Arizona game? Probably not starting him at Toronto. Going to see a lot of uh, Tavares and Austin Matthews. And when you see him on the ice, you know he he does come off as a little bit undersized, but I still feel like he is in that buy low candidate. Uh, candidate space. The last two games, he still has 10 shots on goal. He still has five shots in back-to-back -back games, which I can always appreciate. He's gone over two and a half shots in his last four starts, and he's only gone under that number once out of his last eight, or I'm sorry, seven. So I still really like him a lot, but take it with a grain of salt. I'm a big devil's guy. All right, next up, we've got Anthony Duclair, who has absolutely been on a tear. I'm going with an A+. plus uh, Since the fourth of uh, let's, let's see, January 15.2 or 50 point, 15.5, excuse me, 
0.2 the game after that, 17.7, 26.9, and 20.6 his last two games on an absolute tear. Be mindful, <laughs> the the uh, the Panthers are also on a scoring tear. So in their last four games, I was at 9, 18, 25 goals in their last four games. I want to keep riding with this guy. What do you think? You know, I think uh, you hit it spot on. I don't think you can give Duclair any other grade but an A+. Plus especially with his recent production and his plus minus been huge since that January 3rd mark. He's a plus 10. And granted, a lot of that came from that game on the 14th against Dallas where they blew them out 7-1, to and he was a plus 6. And so Duclair, very solid option, playing some very, very good hockey. A couple off nights, but for the most part, he's able to be productive on the score sheet, and I think that's someone that you got, you got to get on right away, like right now. He's one yeah, of those I mean, guys. Yeah, he's one of those guys where uh, he's like, okay, how am I going to get this guy? What do I have to give up for him? And he's not really a guy you got you uh, can play the waiting game with. You got to get him right now while he's hot. And the team's going on a uh, Canadian road trip where they hit up Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, and then uh, Seattle. They get back over the border. And so I do think that schedule is favorable for Duclair, and I only see him getting hotter with that schedule. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the plus 28 on the season is absolutely ridiculous. Soaring. Uh, let's see, in the last two games, he's a plus 8. Like you said, that's a, just amazing. Um, just been on the ice for all that scoring. He only had three points, but was on the ice uh, six times when the team scored. That's that's, that's pretty solid. Um, not sure necessarily what you're going to have to give up for him. It's going to be very circumstantial on your league. He's 66% rostered, so somewhere, somehow, he is not on a roster. If that's the case in your league, you got to own this guy or go make an offer for him. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more expensive than it would have been, you know, when we heated uh, the advice at the beginning of the month. But I do believe he's going to be worth it. That uh, the Caps team is clicking right now. Uh, one of our sell candidates from the beginning of the month was Zach Hyman, and this one, this is an I didn't give it an A plus because I don't want to run the guy's name through the dirt, but it's an A. Like he hasn't been doing mm -hmm. anything uh, since we dropped our episode. He has less than five total fantasy points, so I think that one's pretty easy. That's a, A plus. I don't want to drag Hyman through the dirt too much here, but uh, he's been stinking bad, and he's still 68% rostered. That's more than Anthony Duclair. That's what name brand does for you in fantasy. You got to rip the name off the back of the jersey, and you just got to play the numbers. Minus seven across the last day, so that number has dropped from 75% to 68. Lord, I pray it keeps falling. Do you have anything to add there, bud? Uh, I would say he's more of a drop candidate, if anything. Yeah. Like, my God. like That's what I'm saying, 68% rostered, you know, mm -hmm. more than a guy like Anthony Duclair, who's just burning. That's just what the name brand does for you. Mm, exactly. And, uh, yeah, I don't see any reason having him on a fantasy team at all. No. Nope. No all question. Right, agreed. Uh, a couple more here, and then we're going to head out for the show. Appreciate everybody riding along with us today. We got uh, Mackenzie Weger of the Florida Panthers. This is another big one, A+. Plus. Uh, since the beginning of the month, 18.3, 5.7, 6.9, and 29.6 in his last game. That was one of the uh, big victories by the Panthers as well. They've been scoring on a tear. You know, I mentioned the Capitals. Let's see, 9, 7, that's uh, 16, plus 5 is 26, plus 4 is 30 goals in the last four games, outdoing the Capitals. Weger's been contributing across that stretch. He has five points um, in those victories. I mean, this is just another slam dunk here. He's a plus 22 on the season, uh, A-plus for our pick. But the the offense has really um, uh, exploded, especially with the last game. I don't know if he's even viable right now, Nick. Yeah, that's. I think his value is too high to necessarily buy him right now. You'd have to be right. giving up one of those big key pieces like Adam Fox, Victor Hedman, Kill McCarr. Mm -hmm. And it's actually funny because the guy in our league that does own him, 
he has Adam Fox and Mackenzie Weger. One of the oh, reasons geez. why he's eleven and one. And uh, that helps. No, <laughs> and no, Weger is definitely a lock for any fantasy team if you can get him. Uh, his production's there, plus minus at a plus twenty two. Um, only three goals on the year, but he's got uh, twenty two assists. So yeah, he's someone that if you can go for him, I'd say go for it. But he's mm-hmm. someone that if you have him on your roster right now, you don't touch him. You don't touch him for the rest of the year, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Next up, we've got Matt Dumba of the Minnesota Wild. I gave us a D for this because he has turned it around. We were on the sell side of things uh, since the start of the month, you know, 3.9, 5.9 and 13.7 points. He's had games just postponed. So like we haven't seen a ton of booming production, but I do suspect that, you know, he has gotten right. You know, he's his ownership has actually gone down in the past couple of days. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just because of the postponed games, but he's not on the ice when the other team is scoring. He's really cleaned that up. You know, that was kind of our argument that he's on the ice a lot. He's taking all these negatives. He's only a plus seven on the season, but he is a nice, uh, you know, offensive piece on the back end. Four goals, 13 assists this year, 75 shots on goal. I, I, I think I'm ready to say that I was incorrect. You know, I think he should probably go out and maybe target him at, at this rate. Um, I probably should be owned for the rest of the rest of the season. I was expecting the decline to continue. I, I feel like he's really steadied the ship. 100%. And, uh, yeah, if you can buy him right now, I would because he does have a very favorable schedule. Granted, on as of January 17th, he will be playing Colorado that day. But then after that, they got back-to-back games against Chicago. I think that's very favorable for him. Montreal, and then the Rangers. So I think there is room in there for him to continue to produce. And so I would get him now while he's hot. And maybe you don't have to give up that much for him at this point. Yep, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. All right, well, that's our show for today. We are going to head out. I hope uh, everyone has a nice holiday for 117 for Martin Luther King Day. We're going to have a lot of hockey on. We got afternoon hockey. We got eight games, which will be a nice little reprise from today, 116, where we just had you know one afternoon game. Most of us were probably chilling at home. If you're like me on the East Coast, you were chilling at home in the cold. Snow is coming down. Going to be staying home tomorrow, watching hockey, hanging out, chilling. Appreciate everybody that came and rode with us this, uh, this evening or whenever you're listening, I suppose. Uh, Nick, do you have anything to share before we head out? Uh, no, yeah, good luck with this week. And, uh, yeah, if our picks don't go right, yeah, don't come crying to us. Now you can come crying to me. You can find me on Twitter at T-I-T-T-H-J-B. Uh, come with the complaints. Come with the advice. Any uh, questions that you have, uh, if you're looking for start sits for tomorrow, trade grades, you know, guys that you're looking at in the waivers, come find me. I'll be there. And, of course, follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. Uh, hope to see you guys back next week. Uh, we'll be dropping our episodes, it looks like, on Mondays going forward. So look, at, look out for us at the start of the weeks. Uh, take care. Be well. Be good. And if you can't be good, Be good at it. We'll see you.